Welcome back to the Bromar Show. I am your host, Bromar, and it is the season finale of season two of the Bromar Show. And it's going to be a lot different this time just because, I mean, it's the summer. And with summer, really, I mean, it's weird this summer. We're coming right out of a pandemic and not a lot of places are opened up. And along with that, working crazy amount of hours because apparently the jobs I'm currently working, they're not staffed enough to perform at 100% capacity. And the state I'm currently living in, it's ready to open up for 100% capacity for all the restaurants. And so they don't even have enough staff to do that. So I don't know how this month and a half is going to go. And of course, the Bromer Show anniversary is coming up in August. And I really had trouble planning this through. And I was going to make it like last time, the season finale. If you listened exclusively on Anchor, I had a surprise for you. As long as you had your Spotify premium account linked to Anchor. But again, because of the pandemic and all these changes going around, that won't be happening, at least this season finale. But overall, I do have a lot of stuff here and there. I'll throw bits and I'll even throw a best of segment here just to pretty much add up to season two. Okay, so I've been wanting to talk about this subject for quite a while. I didn't know exactly how to organize it, but since it is the end of the season, I think it's appropriate to even mention it now. So I don't know if you have noticed this in internet culture. Um, there's this thing called old heads versus anti-old heads, and I'll explain that here. So old heads are basically considered people who listen to old school rap and hip hop. And those could include rappers like Tupac, Biggie Smalls, Easy e Eminem, just the classics, basically. Ice Cube could be one of them, Snoop Dogg, etc. And then you have the anti-old heads in which they like to listen to the mumble rappers like Little Pump, Little Yachty, Young Thug. Let's see, we also have Wi-Fi's Funeral, a bunch of uh, the not known ones. I guess Kodak Black is part of them. You can consider maybe Migos and Future on that too. But it's really, it's kind of weird now because now there's this war going on on the internet. It is the old heads versus the anti-old heads. And to further summarize this thing, it's basically just a bunch of trolls and then the people taking the bait. That's what it is. Because here's the thing. I know mumble rap, like, I mean, it's not intended to be necessarily, like, touching and intellectual and all that mess. It's typically just to make you feel hype, you know? Like, we could care less what these rappers are saying because, I mean, we just care that we're getting hyped. That's it. And I guess if you want to hear about real stuff you go ahead and listen to the classics like ice cube today was a good day um actually today wasn't necessarily a good day but it, it could have been worse <laughs> but you get the idea uh, they both i guess are culturally different and one just decided to like make a joke and say that young thug is the best rapper of all time and that you know the old school rappers suck, all that, yada, yada, yada. At first, I was a little triggered, and then I kind of started catching on and saying, you know what? I mean, he's gotten a lot of traction, a lot of attention, etc. His career's not over. In fact, it's still booming. So I think this dude has something right. And essentially what it is, is the anti-old heads, people who listen to mumble rap, just are out here saying that Young Thug is king and spits the coldest lyrics out there and you have little yachty being so inspirational and it's just such a smart human being because of the lyrics he put together for example my new bitch yellow she blowed that dick like a cello 
in which that's a reference to SpongeBob Squidward. You, <laughs> you get the idea. And SpongeBob has... Whole, oh my goodness. Now that I think about it, I think a lot of thought went into that. Now, okay. Now I see. Honestly, it sounded a little bit sarcastic, but I mean, and, and now, now I understand. And of course, the funny part about this is that... <laughs> His producers didn't say nothing about this. They just let it go and didn't even correct him or anything. That was the funniest part. Later, he admitted and saying like, okay, hold on. I think Squidward is playing like the clarinet. Like, it's not the cello. Like, like what's going on here? <laughs> Which, yeah, that was really funny. But essentially, I think that's what uh, these mumble rappers just want to do. It's entertain people and make them laugh, make them feel good, like to like the uttermost. And I think they're doing a good job. And if you can tell sometimes that they're just having way too much fun. Like, it's like, like, bro, what are you saying? Like, you just, <laughs> like, bro, okay. So I think that's really interesting. Yeah, a lot of these mumble rappers, they're just doing this for attention. And it, it tracks, it gains. And then, of course, the old heads, they get angry that people are still listening to these type of folks. So essentially, yeah, old head rap, I understand it too. But old heads are getting angry that people are still listening to mumble rap and justifying it. But so essentially, to summarize this whole thing of the culture wars between the old heads and the anti-old heads is that the anti-old heads are the trolls and the old heads are taking the bait. That's essentially what it is. And then later on, I'm going to talk about another example of where, again, some trolls did something and someone took the bait. And this is a little bit more on the larger scale, a little bit more on the political side or in the social justice warrior side. And it happened last year. So stick around. So um, there was this video on the Steve Harvey show, uh, or actually is Steve on the watch. It's what it's called. And the topic of the straight talk segment here is, is casual sex destroying marriage? Now, in this season, I did talk about the decline of traditional dating and the rise of casual dating. And I pretty much described that it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's more like a change. Now, again, this is coming from a perspective of a younger guy. And, of course, a younger generation will view casual sex as something normal. Or at least as the new norm compared to traditional dating since that's, again, now rare. And only people that experienced that back in the day would see that as a norm and of course they can't really easily accept or understand the concept of casual dating because it's something foreign to them it's again it's like a difference of like age or a difference of culture so it's not necessarily again a bad thing but i kind of just want to watch this video and dissect it a little bit and give my take on it so steve asks if anyone thinks that the accessibility to casual sex is responsible for a decline in marriage rates amongst young people. In which that could be a factor, but I think there's also other factors that play into this scenario. Because again, the economy today for young people, it's a lot different than it was back then. Especially for millennials. Some are actually starting their lives a little later than what most of their previous counterparts did. For example, baby boomers, they started their most of their lives, you know, relatively early. They bought a house or have a car and pretty much had a family at a relatively younger age. Let's say maybe early 20s. And for some millennials, looks like late 20s, early 30s, and even up to late 40s, that now happens to be the norm. So it's like things are now delayed. Instead of now having the ability to get married and get settled down at 
an early age of 20, now they can postpone that all the way to 30, maybe up to 40. But then again, that's mostly from the guy's perspective since they have a different... Because I know, you know, there's a thing called, you know, a biological time clock, which, I mean, guys, they can reproduce anytime they want. All they have to do is just find someone who's fertile and that's it. With women, it may be different. They have a specific window. Now, thanks to medicine and technology today, they can extend that a little bit more. And again, having and giving them the ability to settle and risk it down to settle at a later age. But also, if you think about it, our life expectancy is a bit longer than previous generations. And with a longer life expectancy, of course, you have more room to delay things. At least that's just what my process of thought it is in regards to that comment. Now, one of the ladies here on the panel, one, two, three. So one of the ladies here on the panel stated that she doesn't think that social media necessarily makes her a hoe. Like automatically. Well, keyword automatically. It's not like she's just sitting there scrolling through and saying all of a sudden and something hits her and saying, oh, you know, I just want to sleep with everybody. Well, uh, I I don't know. I feel like I want to, like, rephrase that. But I guess from what I'm interpreting, what she's trying to say is, is that to some extent, it does make someone some kind of a hoe. Because now the validation would come from, well... Just if someone would want to sleep with you. At least that's one form of validation. But with social media, you can just receive likes, comments, and maybe even up to a couple of shares. That's enough validation to let everyone know that, well, you are a sleepable partner, I guess. But essentially now with access to social media, you have more access to contact people all over the world and further expanding your pool, your dating pool, or your options. For that matter. So there's a guy by the name of Dr. Drew and explains that the main reason why divorce rate is down is because marriage is down. So, I mean, to some extent, it's not necessarily a bad thing because, I mean, obviously not a lot of people are getting married. So Brooke Burke here, she is another one of the people here on the panel. She describes that, well, because of the Internet, it does eliminate the process of having a human connection, which, I mean, is not necessarily a bad thing to not have a human connection with someone because, again, you are looking for casual sex and that's it. And if you want to upgrade it a little bit with some form of human connection, well, that's cool. But I think the way I interpret it is it makes dating not just different but a little bit easier, at least for the younger generation because if it's sex, the only thing that they want they could pretty much get that and they can do that with no strings attached and not having to worry about a human connection, which, I mean, it's whatever. So Rashad Jennings here describes that, you know, in the show of The Roses, they would get all neat, tidied up and put perfume or cologne, whatever the case may be. And we can even go as far as to, you know, buying flowers, gifts, all that mess. But thanks to today, that is no longer necessary to get casual sex because... (laughs) I mean, again, we're not looking for any human connection. And honestly, I'm thankful for that because, gosh dang it, do you have to put a lot of work just to do that? And in fact, that you can just not put any of that work just to get it? It's simple. And honestly, I feel like nowadays the only work you have to put is just go to the gym regularly, you know, have a good diet and get some rest. (laughs) Honestly, like that's how easy it is nowadays to participate in casual sex. And yeah, 
all of those combined together makes you fit or at least stable and valuable. So then Brooke still says that, you know, they still want that and all that. Well, <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to be that guy. Not a lot of people actually deserve that type of stuff nowadays. Like the whole entire, oh, I have to dress up, all that, take you out to dinner, get you flowers, all that. No, not a lot of people deserve that anymore. Just like in the same sense that not a lot of guys deserve all these women to even give them the time or attention of the day. Kind of a similar concept because, I mean, it's 2020. Women can do whatever they want. And if women can do whatever they want, so can men. Like, it's not that difficult. So Kristen Lakin here says that all the rules of chivalry have flown out the window, which again, this is me personally speaking, a good thing. I don't have to put any of that effort. And besides, especially when people out there are not very grateful for that type of stuff, it's not necessary. I know it sounds a little bit of entitlement, but like, come on now, like no longer having to put that. That's a lot less pressure, a lot less effort. And I think it's great. I really do. Uh, I don't know. So apparently it's saying that, you know, to be a gentleman is not up to the woman or whatever. It should be ingrained to you as a young age. Well, here's the thing. Couple things with that. If you have to ingrain someone to be a gentleman, I think there's going to be some other things you're going to have to sacrifice. I don't necessarily agree with that, you know, statement, ingraining that as a gentleman. Like, I get it. Teach people how to be respectful, and when someone should earn respect, you know, teach them that, but also teach them how to have a backbone because when you don't have a backbone, you get yourself into some really messy situations. And correct me if I'm wrong, having more of a backbone, yes, creates quite a lot of conflict, but does eliminate long-term issues and long-term consequences. Uh, so Steve says that because someone would be easy, you know, in order to find casual sex, you got to find someone who is accessible and easy, which he's not wrong. And that pretty much is it. It's just they're easy and accessible. And apparently it's on our end that this is happening, that, you know, we made them easy because we have deceived them. Well, <laughs> I don't know if that necessarily is a true statement because I've seen some guys like legit do like the uttermost like look I'm being straight up honest with you like I'm not looking for anything serious in fact I'm pretty much you know active down there and I need that taken care of so how about you help me out with that and not discuss about this ever again and some women will be cool with it now of course it does involve a little bit of play of words, you know, saying, hey, you know, um, I have Nintendo collection at home and I know you're an avid video game player and I thought it would be cool if you come over and play some video games. I mean, it sounds a little bit cornier than it should have, but you get the idea. But yeah, I don't necessarily think that we've deceived women into this. Again, I, it all comes down to attention. And because of social media, you have an easier access to attention. And of course validation from sex and all that it's some form of attention and depending on how desperate for attention some people are they will lower their standards to anything just to have sex or that attention they'll even have sex just to get attention that's the way i see it here's the thing what steve's saying is that you know back then you used to have to give her flowers and everything and some women still like that well 
I feel like today women like that type of stuff just for attention, just to show off to their friends and say, oh, look, you know, I still have somebody that likes me like that, etc. I have another guy that is feeling the exact same way he's feeling, all that, yada, yada, yada. I feel like that is the main reason why they still want that type of stuff is for attention. And again, generally speaking, not all women are like this, of course, but this is just from my experience is that I've seen that majority of them just want this type of, you know, flowers and chocolates and all that just for attention, for validation. So it's sort of similar with guys, you know, wanting just sex for validation. I think, I don't know, but Steve talking about standards <laughs> from a guy that, again, got divorced like more than five times. I, I don't know if you can talk about that. But here's the thing with standards. I mean, yes, I get it. Raise them, but don't raise them too high. Just know where you're at. And if you want to raise your standards well, do some changes to yourself first before you decide to raise standards. For me, for example, I'm like, okay, if I want to raise my standards and get someone you know, more attractive and more fit and nice, well, what do I have to do? I have to get fit, I have to get more attractive, and I have to be more nice. Just so, again, I can meet that person's standards. I think that's just how it goes. And some people pretty much want to have all these high standards, but again, they haven't done anything to change themselves. So, I mean, setting standards does require to work on yourself. So before you set any standards, just work on yourself. Uh, just think, okay, if I'm going to set these type of standards, am I equal to those standards? That's just my take. So apparently, um, I forgot the guy's name, but he said apparently women now are struggling to find a distinction between a grown man and a grown male. So a grown male is someone that plays the part of the adult, you know, has the disguise, the suit, but is still emotionally a boy or a younger person. I don't know. And then a grown man is, of course, someone that is that got his life together. And again, I don't know about this type of thing. And he ends it with a grown male is seeking someone of service and a grown man is seeking to be of service to someone. Some kind of, you know, inspirational bullshit. I don't know what to call it. But here's the thing. I mean, it just depends on people's expectations. They could care less if they behave like a boy. Let's say if this woman is looking for someone that is financially stable, fit, and attractive. Well, if she's looking for just those three things, she could care less if he's behaving like a boy. So if this man is... Again, he's financially stable, looks fit and looks good, and he's not emotionally stable or I guess behaves like a boy. That's it. That's all he needs to be in order for him to be with these type of women. And I guess it's not necessarily a bad thing because it's women that are picking him. And of course, yes, he could do better about himself. But I mean, if he's happy on where he's at, then cool. And of course, if someone is seeking to be someone that's on the mature side and all of that and could care less whether he's financially fit or physically fit or attractive, that could work too. Again, this pretty much just comes down to preference. So it's not necessarily like a standard thing. It's more like a preference thing at this point. So now last year, an event called Straight Pride took place roughly around the same time during the summer. Now, I guess for those of you who are opposed to Straight Pride, be thankful of COVID because COVID canceled a lot of events, including straight pride. I'm not saying COVID is a good thing. No, no, no. But what I'm saying is the only good quality we could get out of COVID is the fact that it canceled some events that none of us really asked for, or I guess are not cool with. 
But earlier throughout the show, I teased that I was going to give an example where trolls did something and someone took the bait. And straight pride is exactly what that was. An organization called Super Happy Fun America put together an event called Straight Pride. And just looking from the website, it's, you can tell it, it smells troll, like, you know, baiting, like, come on now. But essentially the point of this straight pride was just to expose people who took the bait. That's all it was, honestly. And it wasn't just for one side, it was for both sides. Clearly you have some that are like, you know, oh, I care so much about, you know, being straight, I don't wanna be homosexual, etc. You have those people, right? Which, small majority, and we got to see that. And then there were some LGBT protesters who were very angry at this movement. Now, like I understand it's 2020, we should be a little bit more progressive, but at the same time, it's like, I think you are really, really taking it a little too far. In fact, to the point that you actually want to harm these people. And later I'll display a video from Vice here, just exactly what I'm talking about. Of course, it is not representative of the entire LGBT community. This is just specifically in Boston that happened. So make sure we keep that in mind. I can't believe I'm doing this on the end of the season is that I'm sharing a Vice video. See, there was a video on Vice that was premiered where they had videos of someone interviewing people on the straight pride parade. And which the interesting part about this video is that <laughs> It, it didn't seem as biased as you think. In fact, knowing Vice, they lean more towards the left. They would tend to, well, get interviews and pictures of, well, people in the straight pride parade being hostile. Those, you know, being pro-straight. But <laughs> it just, it ended up just getting videos of making the LGBT community look bad. And like I said, this is not representative of the entire LGBT community. This is just like a specific example at a specific time and perhaps these shouldn't be associated with the community if they're going to be doing stuff like this. But again, I'm not that much of a social justice warrior, nor am I politically literate about anything. So, I mean, don't necessarily take my entire word for it, but you get the idea of what I'm trying to explain here is that essentially the straight pride parade was one of those, hey, the trolls are putting bait and someone's going to take the bait for it, and clearly, the LGBT community took the bait, which further exposed, I don't know, bad sides of both sides, I guess, but majority from the Vice video, it was from the LGBT community. Like, they were angry, they wanted to really, really, really split that parade apart, and I mean, I get it, you know, it's 2020, we shouldn't have to worry about, you know, straight pride or, you know, straight people vanishing because, I mean... Majority of the people are likely going to remain straight either way or perhaps bisexual. So at least there's some form of straightness there. No homo. <laughs> Apparently, I have to say that so it won't sound 100% gay because even as bi, it's considered gay. I, I don't know. Again, this is when I was in high school, which was eight years ago, I think. Probably more. So yeah, in that Vice video, I didn't see any of the straight pride parade people attack or bash or call the LGBT community names and that is on the Vice video and I guess the closest thing to that was they had a lady who was obviously super religious and Milo who again a gay Republican supporting Trump she's saying that hey it's against God's word or God's law and perhaps you know he should find 
the way, all this mess, yada, yada, yada. You get the idea, which I thought it was weird. I thought Vice was going to get, like, the absolute worst, but they didn't. In fact, they got the absolute worst of the LGBT community, which that is absolutely just, I'm appalled, like, by what their thought process about this thing was. Perhaps it was a disaster. They couldn't get anything, and, you know, it went completely 180 than what they expected. And then just a couple more things to mention about that. I think what made this thing more ironic, and I think people should have completely just thought and said, okay, this definitely has to be a sick joke. Milo Yiannopoulos, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, which he is a gay Republican that supports Trump. He was like the main, I don't want to say spokesperson, but like the the colonel or the uh, representative basically just kicked off like the... The parade is what he did and was the main spotlight there. And they interviewed him on that Vice video. And towards the end of the video, they asked him, what is it that you would recommend to the LGBT community? And all he said was just stop taking the bait. That That's all he said. Like, I think Milo obviously knew this was some kind of joke. And I mean, that's so far what I perceived from that video but i'll go ahead and leave a link of that video in the description and you tell me and be the judge of that so if you enjoyed this season let me know what you think go ahead and follow the podcast on whatever platform you're listening to whether it be apple podcast spotify or google play and make sure you follow the podcast on instagram in which you can follow at the bromar show and there you can also give your feedback or any suggestions, or any topic that you want to talk about, or you want me to discuss. And that pretty much does it for me. So thanks again for listening, and until next time.